on WAJR AM and FM. This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free, 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. And good morning. Welcome into the program. It's Friday. You have done it again. Give yourself a big pat on the back and a big congratulations to Sarah Giosi. You've survived your first week back on the program. Actually came all five days. Were all you five days? After the first couple days that I'd be like, nah, this isn't for me You anymore. were on time? <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. I only had one snafu with locking myself out of the car, but I was here with my headphones. So and that happened this morning of all days. The shows at all. You can tell that is how much of a professional you are. Uh-huh. Got out of the car, didn't have your keys, didn't have your coffee. No. But you had your headphones. Work back, but I had my headphones. Don't you worry. That was amazing. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you. Did you get back in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Triple A. I was afraid, like, They're always with Mr. Giosi would have to come down with well, the, like, the spare the call. set. Well, he got the call. He got the call and uh, looked for the spare set and turns out spare set um, in my purse. Purse in my car, which is locked. <laughs> Makes doesn't, a lot of sense. Doesn't do you a lot of good there, does it? <laughs> no. <sighs> so, thank goodness we had Triple A. Hey, guess what? It's Anything Goes Friday. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've missed. The, I'm glad to have you back for Anything Goes yeah. Friday. Uh, you know the format. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. All you have to do is give us a call at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. We uh, do have a couple of topics we're going to discuss in the meantime, and uh, a guest lined up in about eight minutes from now. So uh, let me give you the preview here. Clarksburg City Council voting to suspend the city manager. Morgantown having its annexation open house meeting last night. We're going to spend uh, the bulk of the show on those two topics. Mark Keppel, who is a spokesman for the group Forced Annexation Isn't Right or uh, Fair for short, uh, going to join us at 9.15. We'll get his perspective on last night's meeting. And did he feel that questions were answered? Because that was the point. We're told by the city, questions were answered, or questions were to be answered. You'd have this interactive dialogue uh, where you could, you know, have a direct conversation with, with, department, with, heads. with department heads. And Sarah, what did I tell you back on, um, and we're going to play some sound bites for you as well this morning from uh, last night. Reporter uh, Mike Nolting was down there at the annexation meeting. But what did I tell you, Sarah, back on, was it uh, Tuesday? That there would be strict talking points. There would be strict talking points, and and one of the things you would be able to do is control the message, Mm -hmm. control the media, control the coverage. And I said, look, at the end of the day, this is the sound bite you're going to get. It was a great dialogue, a very positive meeting. Very productive and positive, yeah. Here's uh, Morgantown's Communications Director, Andrew Stacey. Uh, I think it's been really good. I mean, we've had a dialogue. Um, I I think it's went well. I think that, um, you know, there's been a lot of questions answered, and... That's what we're here to do is try and answer questions and get out and talk to the people. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Mark Keppel coming up uh, about five minutes from now. Get his Just take to see on if it. he agrees with that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I his wanna, perception was the same. Because I still have actually I have more questions after reading uh, accounts from last night. Some <laughs> of the materials that was passed that were passed out <laughs> among them just. Okay, we'll we'll go through some of these questions uh, during the course of the show today. And we are going to have City Manager Paul break in studio on Monday, and we're going to ask many of these same questions. 
because the number, the miles of roads to be absorbed into the city, on the information we have from last night's meeting, different from the report mm-hmm. the city paid for. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the city paid for, you mean taxpayer dollars? Yes, the $30,000 30 that was spent yeah. for this financial analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number of firefighters the chief would ultimately want is different than what's in the report and oh, analysis. Oh, I feel like that's an understatement. Uh, slightly. <laughs> I think to say different does not at and all. And when you start to look at the number of police officers needed versus the actual number of residents and area that would be added to the city, those numbers don't seem to add up for me. Now you start to add all this up, and if this is a money grab, it's a it could be a poor money grab, to be honest about it. Could lose money on this deal. So I have questions to, about all I'm that. No, I'm no mathematician, Dave. So. And, and and here's one big overriding question for me. Mm-hmm. If the purpose is to listen and the purpose is to adjust the plan based on feedback, mm-hmm. if the feedback is we want to vote on this, we want an opportunity to go to the ballot box and vote on this, are you going to adjust course? So if it's not feedback based off of the specifics of the plan, but feedback based off of the process in which you implement the plan. Correct. Do you even and pay that, attention and to that? That, That's a good question. And that's what I want to ask. I want to ask Mark Keppel coming up in just a couple of minutes. What would it take for you to to buy in, to to get – I don't want to say necessarily support annexation, but what would it take you to, to buy into this? Because I get the idea that the, the real problem is, is the process is the minor boundary adjustment part of this, where the folks in these targeted areas, the businesses in these targeted areas, feel as though they really can't stop this train that's already headed down the tracks. No matter how much they pull back and have a deliberative process and and so on and so forth, it feels as though this is already predetermined. So if you are slowing down, you want to have a dialogue, you want to take feedback, What's it going to take for you to buy in, you know, those who oppose the plan? And is the city willing to take a step back and go, okay, we'll do this since since we're not in a hurry. We're not in any rush, remember. We'll take the time. We'll take the time and we'll put this up for a vote. We'll ask that question on Monday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Clarksburg City Council, it's moving forward. 4-3 um, vote last night. A three-hour city council meeting. You had folks speaking in support of and in uh, with criticism of current city manager Martin Howe. The assistant city manager uh, retired, effective pretty much immediately yesterday afternoon. So Martin Howe is suspended for 30 days. There will be a cooling-off period and an investigation into some of these allegations lined out in that resolution. Urban decay, misappropriation of funds, unprofessionalism. And in 30 days, the city council will have another vote. And I said yesterday, we said, but we both said, it it may not be pretty to watch, but this is going to be all out in the open. That we much we can guarantee. And it may, again, may not be pretty to watch. Mm-hmm. And are politics at play here? Absolutely. Absolutely they are. Are there legitimate concerns? I spent a long time on the phone yesterday, Sarah. <laughs> I mean, a long time after the show, uh, speaking with different people who reached out to me from Clarks from the Clarksburg area yesterday, 
and trying to get an idea, is this petty local politics? Mm-hmm. Are there, is this a case of where there's smoke, there's fire? Just trying to get an idea. And I came away with it's a combination of all of that. Sure. From from the discussions I had yesterday. That's usually the case. Yes, politics are a part of it. Yes, there is something to some of these allegations. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do warrant further investigation. Yes, some of it's personal. But, you know, that goes with every political decision. We could say the same thing about the omnibus education bill. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was politics. There was personal involved there. And there was something to everything that everybody was saying. Same thing with Morgantown annexation. There is actually a, a pro and con argument there. Mm-hmm. But for some, it's it's personal. For some, it's politics. Mm-hmm. For some, and, it's and business. They say in these cases, there's always, there's three sides to every story. There's, there's, there's 27 your side, to this one. my side, and then the truth, and that's somewhere in the middle, <laughs> you know? Gener- generally. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get the break in. Mark Keppel going to join us next with Forced Annexation Isn't Right. Fair Incorporated. We'll talk to him next about last night's meeting. 915, Dave and Sarah. Now, back to the talk of the town on WAJR. Anything goes Friday, we will talk about anything you want to talk about. All you got to do is give us a call at 800-765-8255. 800-765-TALK, same numbers. Hoppy, but let's face it, we're more fun. Uh, 304-TALK-304 is the text line as well. Completely open phone lines coming up at the bottom of the hour. Joining us now is a spokesman for FAIR Incorporated. Forced annexation isn't right. Mark Keppel, he was at the uh, annexation open house in Morgantown last night. He joins us on the program this morning. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning. How are you? Doing well. Uh, from your perspective, how did the open house go last night? Well, I think for FAIR, it went wonderful. Um, you know, for the city, not so good. They, uh, the city did not provide, an, uh, you know, a, a, uh, a forum in which they could present broadly to everyone. They kind of encapsulated it into a bunch of little little tables so that they really didn't have to tell the big story of what they're doing and and how they're denying people the right to vote on this and and really the whole inefficiencies of their annexation plan in the in the first instance whereas fair on the other hand provided out information that demonstrates that the taxes of everyone in the annexed area are going to go up significantly that the fire and police coverage and the burden that they're placing on the first responders by this annexation plan is just a fool's folly, really. I mean, here, here we have a city who's proposing to increase its land mass by, uh, I, f- I forget what the, the actual acreage is, but it's like, uh, you know, 40, 50% maybe if you take out WVU, and they're going to add five officers and maybe six or seven, a handful of poli- uh, firemen. You know, what's that going to do to the fire and police protection in the rest of the city? And it's going to leave everyone else pretty vulnerable. So, you know, it's just, it's really a misguided, misguided, misinformed plan. Uh, but like I said, I, th- I think that FAIR came across very well in getting people the correct information. And uh, it seemed to be well-received and kind of universal rejection of the city's annexation plan. So I thought it was pretty successful in that regard. Just to add to what you were saying, it would actually be a 35% increase. And and um, so looking at that Theoretically, you would need a 35% increase in in fire and police, but we can get into that 
detail well, later. You're, no, you're right. You would think that, that that's a sound logic, and how, how are they going to do that with the, the police force they have? When, when I said it was about 50%, the interesting thing is, and again, that's more sleight of hand that we're seeing by the city, but what's really happening is they're encompassing some of the WVU area. We know that WVU has its own very effective police force that handles its its issues. So what's happened there is the city is telling you that they're taking in 35% more. But but in in essence, they really don't have to cover that area because WVU is covering it. Talking to Mark so, Keppel, he's with the Fair Incorporated Forest Annexation Isn't Right. Mark, as I as I watch and I, and I read the comments, and we've talked to Jim Manila on this program, and we, we've heard the comments as well, what would it take for fair and and i don't know if you can speak for the entire group i guess i'm asking you to here but what would it take for you to buy in what would it take for you to to come around and to 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 the city's point of view or or is there anything well you know first of all jim manila has done a a, a great job in in terms of of protecting the community at large and protecting the businesses that that have flourished outside the city. Uh, so he, he deserves a lot of, of gratitude for that. But in terms of what the city's plan is, it's so misguided and so inappropriate that it's not possible to agree to their plan. However, there is a concept that we can agree to, and that is that, that the people have a right to vote on this and, and that they're not. They're being rejected in terms of hearing their voice. So if, if this plan that the city proposes is so wonderful, then why not let people vote? You know, the city is putting out this narrative that this is the only way they can they can increase their borders by doing this minor uh, boundary adjustment. Well, first of all, that's 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 a misnomer. That's not really what's happening here. It's a money grab. But what we have is when the city is uh, the city, if it wanted to bring people in, they can go to these communities and they can ask them to petition to join, and that way those people get to vote whether or not they went in. So I think to the extent there can ever be any common ground, it's got to be let the people vote on it. So if the people vote on it, they can they can decide to join in. So for for you, the starting point is the process needs to change. It, it, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're basically coming up to your door saying, can I come in? Uh, they're, they're saying, can I come in? The people are saying no, and they say, well, we're coming in anyway. And that's, that's just wrong. It's un-American, frankly. It, yeah, we're talking about a basic uh, democratic process here. So we're speaking yeah. with Mark Keppel, Fair Inc. spokesman. And again, that's forced annexation isn't right. So I want to go back to the actual event last night. The way it was set up, you kind of talked a little bit about that. Did you personally or did people you know there go in with specific questions? Do you feel that questions were being answered since that was the intent of last night's event? Well, I mean, I think that their propaganda was being set forth. I, I don't believe that any questions were asked. If you look at the content and the substance of what their printed material had, and, uh, you know, they had some blow-ups and things like that, it really wasn't substantive. It was all, you know, kind of platitudes in a way. And so I did overhear a number of conversations uh, that, that very, very concerned homeowners and, and business owners were having, and they were basically setting forth their, their concerns that, look, you know, these little percentages that the city is going to charge us is going to put us out of business. And, and there was no sympathy from the city. Um, I overheard the, the 
the police uh, officers and the fire uh, protection folks talking to some concerned citizens. And, you know, look, this isn't the police, this isn't the firefighters, you know, problem. These are good guys. And, and they basically said, look, these aren't our numbers. The, you got to talk to the city council about it. I, I, you know, I think they were being polite and they were being cautious in what they were saying. But I think the undercurrent was, look, we know that this is a real big problem, thinking that we're going to take on 35 or 35 to 50 percent more uh, more territory and only add five to seven, uh, you know, police and fire. So I think that they even admit basically that that doesn't work. They weren't consulted. There's not been any real study there. So. The, the whole idea that that, that was an information uh, a, a source of information giving by the city just not the case it was it was mostly propaganda from what I could observe Mark there's another open house on Monday there's a city council meeting a regularly scheduled city council meeting on Tuesday uh, does fair Inc have a strategy moving forward plans moving forward here well, it, the one on Monday, is that the one that they're having at the airport? Uh, they, uh, no, Monday's at uh, uh, Marilla, uh, the Marilla Center, Bow Park. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that there's this continued encouragement for people to attend and, and, and get as much information and, and see the fallacy of the city's plan. Um, I, I think that FAIR would like to see a strong representat- representation of the people uh, that are to be affected by the annexation at the council meeting. And so I suspect that there will be people there setting forth the, you know, the, the goals of FAIR and, you know, the people setting forth their concerns. I mean, understand it's not just FAIR. I mean, there are, there are a lot of these homeowners organizations and uh, individuals that are just making their own kind of grassroots effort. You know, FAIR is taking, uh, you know, kind of the public uh, – face to this, but there's a lot of people who are interested in this and are showing up and and having their voices heard. So that part is very encouraging. Mark Keppel, he's a spokesperson with uh, Forced Annexation Isn't Right, Fair Incorporated. Mark, we appreciate the perspective this morning. Thank you. Hey, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, City Manager Paul Brake will join us Monday in studio uh, to offer the city's perspective and answer questions as well. Coming up after the news break, um, yeah, because we don't have time to take the call now. So we're going to save it for after the news break. A well-known local developer, and uh, his properties are in the targeted area. Dave Biafor has called in. Uh, We will uh, see what Dave has to say. And uh, you know what? I want to get his reaction to a statement the deputy mayor made last night. I'm going to play that first uh, because I want Dave's reaction to that if he's willing to give it. Uh, We'll do that on the other side of the news break. It is Anything Goes Friday. You can give us a call at 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Did you go to the open house last night? What did you think? Did you have your questions answered? Did you, I mean, do you support annexation? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Ron called in last week and said uh, he, he supports it and cited fireworks as a reason, one of the reasons why. But he said he's for it. Do you support it? Um, Clarksburg as well. Did you go to the meeting last night at Clarksburg City Council? It was a three-hour meeting. I got a lot of calls. got a lot of messages yesterday after the show. There were some tweets. Our Twitter wasn't working mm-hmm. during the show. Uh, <laughs> there were some tweets yesterday uh, so, uh, for and against Martin Howell as well. So we'll talk about it all. Got another half a show to go. Uh, coming up, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255.
304-TALK-304 is the text line. We are all also on the Twitter, at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. Right now it's 930. Let's get a news update, find out what's happening all across the state of West Virginia. We're talking about your town on WAJR. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255 is the phone number. 304-TALK, 304 is the text line. Anything goes Friday, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. We've uh, hit on Clarksburg and the involvement with the situation there with the city manager. He's been suspended for 30 days with pay. So let's see, today's uh, the 12th, so I assume August 12th, can we say? Clarksburg City Council will have to make a decision. Either yep. Martin Howell will remain the city manager or um, he will not. Now, in the meantime, you know, this is something we need. I'll try to check on, maybe get an answer. Could they reach an agreement in the meantime? I suppose so. I don't think. They have 30 days, but not. do they have to use 30 days? That's an interesting question. Uh, I would say the city does. Mm-hmm. Does Mart- Could they reach a negotiated Mm-hmm. settlement in part ways and be done with it because honestly how do you come back and work now right oh yeah i mean let's be honest he i i martin house days are done as the city One manager of clarksburg another. i think now the question becomes can the city drum up enough i say drum up like it's a scam um it, it is okay let me put it this way is there something to the allegations mm-hmm. where you can let him go with cause or can you work out a settlement, everybody goes their separate ways, and you move on? I guess that's the question between yep. now and later. All right, I want to play this cut, and then uh, Dave Biafor has called in. He's well-known developer in the area. Uh, some of his properties are in the targeted area for annexation in Morgantown. And uh, is it cut one or cut two? This is uh, Morgantown Deputy Mayor Rachel Fetty, and I can't remember which cut is which. I'll just play them both. They're only about 10 seconds. Here we go. I think a lot of people are satisfied with services that are poor or they're satisfied with services that could be improved. Developers and businesses that build on our borders and don't understand the cost, the real cost of developing on the borders of an urban environment, creating an urban environment. Those folks are are not doing their part to make this community what it needs to be. All right, Dave Biafor has called in. Dave, good morning. Good morning. How are you all today? Doing well. Good. Any thoughts on those comments? Well, like this whole process, uh, when, when you have uneducated people or uneducated person or you don't have your numbers, you can't talk with the common sense. Let's just look at the real numbers. We have properties in the city. We have properties out of the city. It is so tough to do business in our city, especially with the situation we're in. But she's making a statement that, you know, the city did not help at all at Suncrest Town Center or at North Point Plaza or, or out Cheat Lake at Pierpont Landings or where Planet Fitness is. It, that, that's, those types of developments couldn't even be done with our city rules and regs. We bring assets to the community. We bring taxes to it. We pay a lot of taxes and we get it done. But they're just making statements that the mayor, the city manager, they make statements and they put projects or, or performers out that are just made up. You know, let's just take, for instance, Greer, the company you work for, mm-hmm. into many different businesses. 
that's why they have located many years ago out of Saberton downtown city limits properties paying B&O taxes off. They, they located on the Canyon Road because they don't want to pay all that. They don't want to operate. and They don't want to deal with that. Okay, that's the thing. And they, they happen to be in that zone. I live out on the Canyon Road, and, and that's in one of their targeted zones, and they're going to keep moving the line, but they're not going to get away with this. That's why you don't see me getting too excited. FAIR has done a tremendous job, but there's also some jobs of, you know, we have to do as business owners in the city limits. Uh, one of our organizations is probably going to file some papers to find out about an audit about our city. We are a bankrupt city, $115 million in the hole. And I can tell you if Greer wanted to double their size, the Racy family wanted to double their size overnight, employees, everything, and they run to a bank, they might be able to do it, they might not. Our company might be able to do it, we might not. But I can assure you the city of Morgantown or any company that's bankrupt $115 million in the hole, that is the whole story behind the whole story. They're bankrupt, and you know what? you got to sympathize. They're in trouble. They're in such trouble, they're going to grab anything they can. You know, a thief runs. He runs like hell. Well, we're in trouble, so they're running to get into you know, they're running to protect themselves. Dave, Dave, let me ask you this. You, you, in general, you're not opposed to being part of municipalities and towns. You just, with the, with the development you're doing in Whitehall, you petitioned to be a part of that city. Um, why the opposition to Morgantown? Well, there's just such, such poor management. Maybe we go get the Clarksburg manager and bring him down. The last time we got a Clarksburg manager, Dan Boroff was the best manager the city of Morgantown has ever seen. Did we see eye to eye? Absolutely not. Dan and I had some arguments. But Dan was a hell of a manager. He was a money man, a numbers. He knew how to run the city. I'd love to have him come out of retirement. We are NF. We have nobody from the city or the state that's ever been here that knows how our state operates and what to do. Municipalities, cities are great places, but you have to work hand in hand. And, you know, Kroger's came in there because it was out of city limits. Their union is going crazy right now. When you've got a Kroger's that's making, say, 2% or 2.5%, and then they got to, their workers got to pay, then they got to pay 1% B&O tax. They're like, whoa, what the hell is this? You said we're out of city limits. I said, hey, it's not us. So our businesses will not be able to make it. Uh, you know, some will, some won't. You just can't keep passing on to the public. Hey, hey, and Rachel Fetty, she's never written a check. She, she just receives a paycheck. Bill Kowacki, he doesn't know. There's nobody on that council, and the city manager knows, but he's being told what to do. The city attorney doesn't have a clue. They've broken every law. They don't even know what they're doing. But if they want to have a vote, have a vote. I'm not really concerned. They're, they're not going to get my town center with my partners. They're not going to get my property. These people are dreaming. They don't have a clue. Hey, all I can say. Hey, Dave, I have, I have one more question for you because it, it's come up in discussion. Um, in the video that was posted to Facebook uh, last week uh, when uh, the mayor and Jim Manella had a little kerfuffle there at City Hall, uh, at the end of it, the mayor tells Jim Manella, well, say hi to Dave. Manella turns around and says, I don't work for Dave B. Before. There was a couple of other snide comments made. <laughs> Look, here's my question, just straight up. Are you the one behind FAIR Incorporated? We are a member of FAIR. Many of my companies are a member. Jim Manella and I have been friends for years, okay? Mm -hmm. It bothers Bill Kowacki, and he smiles. He laughed at that. If you look at the video, he, you know, he, he's taunting. 
it, it's it's sad that he would even go to that's a childish ten year old mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it's like tell Dave before he he thinks that Jim's on my payroll. Jim's not on my payroll. And first off, what about all these other people? You think I'm paying thousands of other people out there to go go to bat for me? I, I'm not really concerned about this because they're not going to get away with it. Their numbers aren't right. The Westover can't or Granville can't even get their boundaries right. They're so far out there. Jim Manella is on his own. I am a member. Our group's a member of FAIR. There's many, many members of FAIR. There's tons of money been put into FAIR. And you know what? We're going to play FAIR. We're going to do it the Democratic way. And th- that's just childish. And obviously they're bothered. And where Jenny Celine and Will, Will where Bill Kowecki got their energy and their boost is when the judge let him off because George Papandreas, and Jimmy and I went after him, and we went after four bad council people that broke the charter, and the judge let him off because it was January, didn't want to have a special election. We made a mistake. We should have gone after three, and they would have wiped them out because they did find that they were wrong. They did break election laws. They did break other laws in Morgantown. Jenny Celine's dirty. Bill Kowecki's dirty. They're all dirty, and that's just what it is. And they can't get over it that they had to go to court and spend some money. But it's going to get worse, believe me. You know, and and you've already answered this question, but one of the things that I've talked a lot about off-air more than on-air, because I I don't necessarily want to fully put this opinion out there, but as a a business owner who is being targeted, it doesn't sound to me like you're worried. Is that a fair— I'm not. Yeah. I'm not worried because— they can't. They can't get their numbers right. Show me some real numbers, and be honest. They're they're not being honest. They're not business people. Again, present the numbers. That's why our companies are thinking about, and we've got a whole group of developers and business people and homeowners, maybe filing a, a complaint for them. To, we want an audit on the city how they got so inept and how they got so deep in the hole. That we you got a, we got a bonding problem here, and the deals that they've been making and the things that they've been doing are so sad. I mean, what if they run themselves like Mub, one of the best run businesses? I disagree with Mub a lot. Tim Ball and Doug Smith have been doing a tremendous job out there. Okay, I don't always agree with everything, but they're run like a business. Our city is not run like a business. You know what it's run like? A spoiled spoiled trust fund baby child that's out of control blowing money dave we appreciate you calling in this morning i appreciate the perspective always thank you all have a nice day you too have a good weekend 800-765-TALK 800-765-8255-304-TALK-304 is the text line uh, you can tweet at us at Dave and Sarah AM is our Twitter handle. We're on Facebook.com slash AM1440 as well. Uh, more calls, a couple of texts coming up next. 945, Dave and Sarah. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR. You heard uh, Dave Biafor reference Granville there for a moment. Granville is also seeking a minor boundary adjustment, and uh, it amounts to some DOH rights of way. And they've been before the county commission a couple of times. Um, 
to put this in perspective, relatively, I mean, this actually amounts to what I would consider a minor boundary adjustment. Uh, the county commission and Granville will have a work session next week to go over their application because there are mistakes. There are mistakes that need to be um, cleaned up, cleared up, and the county and, the, and Granville are going to work together to try to get those cleared up. That's for one relatively small parcel. Now think about this. If we're talking 3.8 square miles, 12,000 residents, and 367 businesses, excluding Milan Pharmaceuticals. So this was the point I was kind of getting at by by my last question there with Dave Biafore, and he'd already addressed it. But so as a business owner, are you worried? And I'm not saying people shouldn't organize. I'm not saying that the, the case shouldn't be made about why one wouldn't want to annex in. That should absolutely be happening, and I love that it is. But the fact of the matter is just the amount of time this would take to even go through all of this and the amount of time that this process would take because there is not a vote, even if there was a vote happening, to then get it in front of county commission. And I mean, we have to know that ultimately the only way this could even move forward at all would be by going into a court system. I, and I just feel like, what is your case? Are we in agreement here that this is the the actual goal, is not to sway the county commission, but to get this in front of a judge and okay, try to win but there? but then what's the ultimate goal? Because do you really think you're going to win there? I find it very difficult to believe you think you're I, – I don't understand. It feels very asinine to me because whenever you have this many people <laughs> saying, I don't want to do this, whenever – you still have to make your case, and I don't understand what the case is. Again, goes back to how we started this program. If if you are talking about doing a, a slow, deliberative process with no timeline, and the, the overall complaint is that you're doing this through minor boundary adjustment and not petition or election, mm -hmm. is the city going to be willing to change course? And if it's not, then all of this is just yes. academic anyway. Because exactly. I can tell you right now there are at least four votes on that council for they're not changing their minds. And at this point, I don't know that you can change any minds or very many in the targeted areas because you keep having comments accusing, you know, basically accusing these people of freeloading. And that's not going to help change their mind at all. So real quick before we get to Bill's call here, two things. One, I, I, again, I don't understand what case you think is being built. And do you really think it's going to be worth taxpayer dollars for the litigation that it would take? Because again, we just heard him. I think people like Dave Biafor are not going to let this rest easy. It's going to cost a lot of money. The second thing is, even if you do get this, let's say it goes to court and you win, uh, you've already torched bridges to the point that a lot of these small businesses that are currently on the outskirts, I think they'll move. I do. I so, think that they'll. So the businesses you try to annex I think will they actually will move. just move further out. I really. They could. And, unless they, could. they own the property and that becomes a little more challenging. But any of the ones that are leasing or. And, and I think that's one of the things Dave was bringing up about Kroger and stuff. What, what's in it for you anymore then? If you can't make a profit anymore by being within those city limits, you're going to move your business. Let's get Bill in quickly. He wants to. He's got a comment on fire coverage. Hey, Bill. Yeah, well, a couple of things. One, if, in fact, it goes a judicial route, the city taxpayers, the people inside the city limits now are going to have to pony up, quote, whatever the costs are to go to court, lawyers, judge, you know, fees, et cetera. That's one. Two, I, I, when Dave said the mub side, I, that's a, a, my, a shiny example about how you get 
uh, services to work together because love is inside the city and outside the city. So I talked to Chief Caravassos last night, and I did not want to tamp on grounds that would out there in public that because I have a relationship with him that's pretty good with the rest of the first responders. But let's look at it this way. The number of people that you're going to bring into the system already have first responders at their call. You call 911, it's, the, it's a fire company, whether it's paid or volunteer, the ambulance comes, the police come, or whatever. So if, in fact, you're presenting the case, if you take a five-mile radius, or a five-mile edge from the city property as it stands today, you have at least 30 fire engines at your disposal, depending upon which side of town you are, from, from Keat Lake to Cassville to Clinton to Star City, Granville, Westover, Morgantown, et cetera, et cetera. The police agencies, as you described about WVU in, school, in uh, Star City, Westover, Granville, the Sheriff's Department, whatever, shouldn't you take the model of the business side just exactly like Dave Beaufort said, as, as MUB did its job, and start there if you're talking about services. Bill, I got to take the break before the top of the hour. Appreciate the call and the comment as always. Listen to the Talk of the Town podcast anytime, anywhere, online at WAJR.com. Real, real, real fast, I want to read this text. Texter says, would it be possible for the annexation area to incorporate on its own, kind of like South Parkersburg? It could be North Morgantown, better than being taken over by the Morgantown regime. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Short answer is yes, they could. All right, Hoppy's coming up next. We'll see you Monday. Paul Break in studio. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.